we're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, <laughs> Emily, and it's time to get spooky. <laughs> I've got to get back on my game and just throw it out there because otherwise I, was I just, say, I just, just toss it away. You just, you really got it in I, right first thing. I got it in. You were just like, she tossed it, it in. New year, <laughs> new and me. New and me. Uh, welcome back. We I missed had a you gals. small, small, unexpected break, but nonetheless, it was gorgeous and we loved it. it and was. we're back. Did you and guys have a lovely break? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was very chill. Nothing spooky happened. I don't no. know. I feel like something spooky always happens, but it's just sure. so normal at sure. this point. I'm like, right. whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's I did my spend. That's my boy, Cheryl. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You, Cheryl's a boy. She did spend? Oh, I did spend New Year's Eve in Salem uh, at <gasps> the Salem Hotel. I have no idea what the history of it is. <laughs> I don't think it's the hotel itself. I don't think it's old. I don't know. I'm going to, I'll come back to you. But just so we know, I spent New Year's Eve in Salem. In Salem. Gorgeous. We have to come. I want to come. I want to come visit. Uh, yeah. We're going this year. Yeah. This year, 2020, it we're going to Salem. Yep. Yeah, Once it's wait. warm. Who's coming? Should we Should we have a meetup there? Ooh. I don't yes. know. Yes. This is an open that. invite. Just just uh, throwing it out there that uh, we're, we're coming. Coming to we're Salem. Coming. I can't Ye- wait. Kylie's got to Ye- find Ye- us a good spot to investigate. True. Oh. All of and them. And then we'll we'll be there. All of them. Yeah. All of Maybe them. we can like <laughs> touch base with a ho- a small hotel and be like, we're coming. Mm-hmm. Let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. I, I know I don't some know, people. If you guys have any ideas. <sighs> Let's make a deal. Talk to the people. <laughs> if the listeners have any ideas, holler at us. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I'm ready. Speaking of listeners, we have a follow-up email from Ooh. Jenny Bex. Oh my gosh. Um, her story was featured in episode 83. And she says, Hey there, sorry it took so long for me to listen to the episode. It was wonderful. Ah, uh, bless. Thank you for sharing my stories. I will also be posting those photos to my blog, although I'm way behind on posts because things have been so crazy. The Nevada episode was great too. I clearly forgot how to speak over the break. Just an update. I went on a ghost tour of the Dake house where the pictures were taken and some incredibly spooky stuff happened. And I'm honestly still shook up and processing it, which is why I haven't posted yet. Let's just say I confirmed that I am sensitive for sure and that I apparently have a connection to the house and the psychic who painted that painting, which we shared a picture of on our Instagram. It's a floral painting. (sighs) You have a connection. A connection. Uh, Mm. and it spoke to you and it's spooky then ever since the tour i've been slammed with bad luck deaths drama illness my younger dog got seriously injured and now i even lost my sweetest old pupper no no (sighs) our thoughts are with you i think i might have triggered something investigating the dake house or maybe it's just trying to scare me off that's what my psychic i started seeing says anyway Thanks for listening, and I will send you the links to the blog when the whole story is up because I think you guys will really enjoy it. Jenny Bex. Thanks, Jenny. We'll also share the blog Thank with y'all you. because we want to hear all about this. Yeah. And we're excited. And 
We'd Our thoughts love are with you. Follow up. It sounds like stuff is popping off. It is. Be careful out there. Yes. Stay <laughs> strong. Be good. Be safe. Mm-hmm. Be strong. That's what they say. Uh-huh. Good advice. Oh, we have a very fun episode this week. Mm-hmm. Inspired by a friend. They never told us to do this. Oh. But I said, you know who we love? It's Jeffrey. Totally. Our dear it's friend. Jeffrey. Totally. And so this week we're talking Haunted Oregon. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever been to Oregon? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Oh. I don't think I have. <laughs> Me either. I don't really know either. Yeah. I mean, there's so many places that I've like been through to get somewhere exactly. else. That's so it's like what we're going with. Have I? But I don't think I have, but I would love to go. Steve and I considered Portland maybe this summer. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. who knows? Oregon is beautiful. So yep. that's what I hear. Let's check let's maybe we'll check it out too. Yeah, let's Jeffrey. Just go. We'll see you soon. Type. Yeah, see you yeah. soon. I'm gonna I'll I'll kick it off. Why not? I love it. Let's get crazy. So I'm actually going to start out in Portland. This is the Benson Hotel, which from the photos, it's gorgeous. Grand. Old. Nice. Oh, okay. Just like us. Very spooky. Yes. Just like us. (laughs) Old, cool, nice, spooky. spooky. Damn, that's a good girl. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The Benson Hotel. (laughs) So it is nestled in Portland's beautiful downtown, and it sits across from the Willamette River. So maybe you get a a room with a view. I don't know. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, The hotel has been a beacon for artists over time, uh, authors and musicians, including the Jimi Hendrix Experience drummer Mitch Mitchell, who passed away at the hotel in 2008. Oh, well, hell yes. Uh So they said it was natural causes, but some people believe. Speculation. They speculate. Was it after Jimmy died? Oh, yeah. So maybe Jimmy came back and was like, (gasps) I need you, bro. I need you, man. We're getting the band back together. We're getting the band back together. We need you from (laughs) here. Yeah. Come over to the other side. I respect that. And then Aerosmith wrote the other side. Wait, who wrote the other side? I don't know. Tell us. People tell us. So it's named after this guy, (laughs) named after old Simon Benson, and he was a businessman and philanthropist. It's actually the seventh largest hotel in Portland. So in the top 10, Mm. I think I read that it has 287 rooms. It's a fair amount of rooms. Yeah, that's a lot. And it's not only a world-class hotel, but it's also a historic landmark and is cherished by the city for its history, Mm. its beauty, its charm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it is listed among the most haunted hotels in the country. I saw it on several top 10 lists, so it's definitely up there. So, they say that only the most adventurous should spend the night here because you will probably see something or feel something get creeped out. In all 200 and whatever rooms? Yeah. There's no safe room? I don't think so. Oh, my God. Well, see, the common spaces are where a lot of these hauntings happen. Oh, okay. So maybe that's I why see. it's so They're like, you step common. inside, you be prepared. You're haunted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The most famous ghost is none other than Simon Benson himself, the hotel's namesake. He is most often seen on the 7th, 9th, and 12th floors of the hotel. I don't know why he's choosy like that, but he is. (laughs) Reports of activity from guests state that he's seen descending the main staircase. Staircase? Staircase? 
I, w- I think I was Moira Rose for a second. It's like I heard that coming out of you. And I was like, is she going to s- refrain? And you didn't. You just let it come out all the way. Uh, so new year, new meme. Uh, the people say that he's well-groomed and wearing a formal suit, although... He reportedly changes outfits, which is not something I hear from ghosts often. Sometimes he's seen wearing a lumberjack's (laughs) attire instead of his fine suit because he was in the logging industry. That's where he made his fine man. Mm-hmm. Changing too, I hot, love it. Hot, hot. Wardrobe changes. I don't like to see a ghost. I don't like to see a ghost in the same outfit. Mm-mm. You know? It's like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you wore that yesterday. Switch it up. Yeah. Excite me. You know, <laughs> make real. me come back mm-hmm. for more. Do you wash? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aside from those three floors that they see him on, though, his ghost has been seen roaming the common area of the hotel and the bar. So in the bar. He's reportedly seen knocking drinks out of guest hands. And they'll also <laughs> note that glasses sitting on the bar, they'll be there one second, next they're gone. Bottles are upturned and patrons have been tapped on the shoulder. When they turn around, no one's there. Apparently, Mr. Benson did not like drinking and he holds on to that in the afterlife by wreaking havoc in the bar, tossing shit around. Wow. Well, cheers Classic. to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's, there's things also, I like. There's things I dislike about the man. You know what? Don't but, don't knock my drink. Maybe you can change him. You're right. I don't know. He's only a hundred something years old, but it's fine. They say people <laughs> can't change, but ghosts can. Ghosts can. Oh. I think they can. I've heard that go that ghosts learn lessons and things. I saw. Yeah, I feel like I saw Casper change. I yeah you know <laughs> and he was a friendly ghost if you can why not why not you know so apparently there was this employee they were working in the formal dining room and she reported to her manager that she saw mr benson walk into the room he motioned to her to move out of the way rude mm-hmm. and then disappeared into thin air <laughs> Dude, if you were going to go, like, why did I need to move? I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Others uh, have also reported seeing him during meetings in the conference rooms. And most people say that he's not scary. He's just kind of watching, which to me is scary that someone is just watching me. But that's yeah. not my problem, I guess. Yeah. I heard there's you, a lot you mind your own of business. peeping toms out there, dude. A lot of? A lot of peeping toms. Ghosts? <laughs> well with ghosts we're on an extra level yeah because you don't even know yeah it's like it's like billions bills bills more on than bills. that trillions yeah of ghosts watching us right now <laughs> changing well this take this toilets creeper also is often seen with a little boy uh, the ghost of the boy is most often reported on the ninth floor. People have assumed that it is the ghost of one of Benson's sons who couldn't be separated from his father, even in death. Okay. Mm. The boy is seen behind bedside tables where he'll jump out at guests, but guests say that they didn't feel scared. They think he's just mischievous and he wants to play because, you know, he's a, a young boy. 
they saw a mm-hmm. little boy jump out at them from yeah. a bedside. And then they're like, oh, oh. And apparently and multiple like, oh. people have seen this. <laughs> no worries. It's just. <laughs> I would have been like, check the fuck like, out. Get out of here. No. Like, we're leaving. I'm gone. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. But people keep him around because the staff members leave out candy and small toys for him in hopes that they'll see him. The? So they're like, honestly, That's cute. They're, and they're egging it on, you know? They're like, dude, come out and scare the guests some more. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Along with Benson and his son, there are a number of ghosts at the hotel. Many of them are gentle souls, the people say. Hmm. Um, one of which is a very helpful porter who enjoys helping disabled guests and leading people down the stairs with his hand. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. There's also a lady in white, (laughs) and she's seen in a long white dress, usually walking through the corridors of the hotel, a purse in her hand, and she looks like she's late for something, like she's in a rush. Uh Oh, God. Those basic bitches there, those Uh white ghosts. (laughs) I feel then there's her. also I this lady it. in blue. A lady in blue. We don't hear about them oh, often. We um, don't. She's wearing a bright turquoise dress. Damn, girl. Which is new to me. And she's most often seen in the hotel mirrors in the downstairs lobby. That's tight. So, all in all, lots of spirits, all seemingly friendly. Except for, honestly, I don't think that kid jumping out is friendly to me. Because cool. I don't like that. Right. But... To each his own. To each his own. The Benson Hotel, Portland, Oregon. Has anyone been there? uh, Has anyone been there? Benson. Hmm. Any Bensons out there been to the Benson Hotel? (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) Let us know. I uh, I would like to take a spooky turn if if y'all don't mind. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. Over to Wilsonville, Oregon. I have this up on my computer, but I'm not wearing my glasses, so I need to pull this up on my phone and hold it right in front of my face. So, un moment. Un moment. I, you know, I, I say thought that. The- <laughs> you will say what? I th- Oh, I will say my dear friend Emily brought white claws. I did. To celebrate um, the, the new year. of winter break. And that. And honestly, I've had like two sips. And you guys know my tolerance. And I'm a She's little toasted. toasty. She's so shit-faced. So if I say anything crazier than stack ass, then. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you said it. <laughs> I'm trying new things. Love it. Love it. I mean, oh I'm only God. drinking a kombucha right now. But maybe I should go grab something She's downstairs. She's crazier. Just grab for the next episode. I'll grab something. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, grab a beer. (laughs) All right, I've got I've got my notes, and my eyes are no longer crossed, so I should be able to read them. So good over in Wilsonville, Wilsonville, Oregon. Uh, Is that how they say it? Is that their accent? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So the Dimash State Hospital. And this joint was opened by Dr. Ferdinand H. Dimash in 1961 as a mental hospital and educational center, which I'm confused. Was this part of the mental hospital or was there just like a separate part that was an educational center? Unrelated? Related? I don't know. And I couldn't find an answer. I don't know. But 
I digress. It I was closed know. in 95. So it wasn't open for that long, but it does follow the typical timeline of a mental hospital closing in the in the mm-hmm. early 90s because of lack of funding. Um, so after its closure, the former site was embroiled in local controversy as it was um, proposed to become a woman's prison. But because it was so close to local residents in suburbia, people were like, hell no. So it didn't end up becoming um, a prison. And the building was actually demolished. And right now the Villa Bois housing development occupies the former site, which I'm sure it's free. It's freaky and spooky AF because it's on some spooky land. So why do people some always research, want to build stuff over these old hospitals? Good cue. I have no and it, idea. It's always residents. It's always like a housing yeah. development. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, I guess there's, you know, there's plumbing, there's, there's, there's everything else. The line, the electrical lines are up there, so maybe it just makes sense. But still, I wouldn't. To each his own. To each his own. Mm. So while doing some research, I came across this website owned by a local visual artist and analog photographer, Elliot Smith, unrelated to the late artist, uh, musical artist. (laughs) Uh, And she visited the hospital before its demolition and wrote the following on her blog which is archived, but we found it. We made it happen. Uh, And (laughs) this entry on her blog also accompanied many photos that she took of the hospital. So her main project was, you know, taking photos because she's an analog photographer. But with that, she did a lot of research um, and interviewed some people that worked there at the time. So it's it's really cool. Okay, so I'm going to read an excerpt from her blog. The construction manager, Rick, at Costa Pacific communities explained that there were speakers inserted into the hallway ceilings. These speakers were located in each wing and were connected by a little network of wires to intercom systems in their respective nurses stations so that doctors and aides could be summoned from afar. Part of Costa Pacific's reclamation process has included removing all of the wires from the speakers and disassembling the intercom systems. This was before it was demolished, by the way, that she had visited. (laughs) Probably should have prefaced with that. One fine evening before leaving for the day, Rick walked the corridors, making sure the locks were sound and that nobody was trapped inside the building. There were a lot of people that would come by and sneak in and whatnot. When investigating the second floor, the overhead speakers started crackling. He stood there frozen in disbelief. He poked the speaker to make sure he wasn't hearing something and to make sure it wasn't just critters moving around on the floor or in the speakers. But it was clearly an electronic noise. There were no voices, but it sounded like someone was turning the knob of an old-fashioned radio, all static and white noise. Rick decided to hike over to the old admissions portion of the facility where the offices of Costa Pacific Communities are now housed to get the facilities manager who had been in charge of dismantling the systems. The facilities manager followed him back to the second-floor speaker, which was still cackling, and confirmed that he had, in fact, cut those wires— Rick was unable to explain how this happened. <laughs> Another spooky part. Who cut the wires? Of who? Who what? Who reattached the wires? Oh, reattached them. 
Crazy. <laughs> I mean, the facilities manager cut them. So who reattached right, them? Right, 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 right. <laughs> right, right, right. How could it even happen? How could it even happen? A goo? A goblin? So there were also under there was an underground tunnel system that supposedly went to an underground food storage area. Apparently, okay. So just outside the tunnel system was a set of bullet hold chained doors. What? <laughs> that I mm-hmm. I there's no exclama- explanation as to why there were bullet holes in this chain door. But moving on. Uh, The artist and photographer Smith, she also met with a former psychiatric aide named Lisa who worked at the Dimash for two years. And Lisa said that the hospital was originally built to be a nuclear decontamination facility and surgical hospital in the event of a nuclear attack. So that explains. Yeah, that explains the underground tunnel system, that food storage underground facility, um, along with probably the the intercom system as well that eventually turned into you know something that the the nurses and the doctors needed when it was only a a mental hospital Uh, the residence hall was connected to the auxiliary building by a basement level corridor the same corridor turns into the tunnel system uh, as you approach and you move through the auxiliary building and there's a surface elevator or there was, and right around the corner in the basement of the auxiliary building was a storage area. So Elliot also details in her blog that one morning, Rick, who we know and love, the construction manager, he was walking by the closed service elevator into the storage area uh, where he was going to clean up a mess of shattered glass that was left behind by some hooligans who had broke in. Uh, After a while, he It's truly always a hole. (laughs) So after a while, he heard a loud slamming noise and he was surprised because he was the only one in the building. You know, it was at the end. He had he was closing up, cleaning up. Uh, He there was absolutely no one else but him in the building at the time. And he turned the corner and he saw that the heavy doors to the service elevator had been forced open. And he began to rationalize why this happened. He was like, oh, you know, the doors, they have the counterweights in them after all. You know, that is how they they move. Uh, but in the end, he was like, no, there's no explanation as to why these were forced open. So Mm-mm. was it a ghost? It wasn't a vandal. There was no one else in there. And those are heavy. Who's you can't just there? like, you can't just force those bad boys open with ease, you know? Yeah. Mm. 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 Something's Something in else. those tunnels, if you ask me. It's true. So this, while doing research, this is just something that I found that was a little too unsettling not to share. So I found a report on an investigation made by the Disability Rights Oregon, then known as Oregon Advocacy Center, or OAC, uh, and it's a private nonprofit organization which advocates on behalf of people with disabilities. And they, um, there was an investigation on the deaths of five patients at the Dimash State Hospital between June 25th and October 8th, 1993. So that's five deaths within, you know, four months or so. June, July, August, September, October. Yeah, four months. <laughs> So 
to brief you on the reports, the deaths were caused by one or more of the following. Failure to transfer patients with special medical and behavioral treatment needs. Inadequate and professionally unsupervised seclusion and restraint practices. Reliance upon medication and restraint as almost exclusive treatment options, which is sad. Repeated failure to honor due process protections for patients being forced to undergo treatment. Repeated failures to provide humane, individualized treatment in living environments. So the investigation was begun in response to individual complaints about each death, the five deaths within four months. And the report was released, you know, to bring awareness to the condition of the hospital um, to hopefully either get it shut down to prevent, you know, future harm or deaths to patients at the Dimash hospital. So while this isn't too spooky in a paranormal sense, it's definitely frightening in a realistic sense. Uh, And the hospital shut down two years later could be due to funding, could be due to also, you know, these these complaints and just, you know, uh, bad practices of the hospital. But knowing that people were dying in there by the hands of nurses and doctors, that's there there are definitely going to be some ghosts and some haunts. Oh, absolutely. And probably some unhappy ghosts, too. Exactly. Exactly. (sighs) Terrible. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. Well, uh. I got another creepy, creepy one for you. Another ya. creepy? Yeah. There's a there's a little creepster on uh, Highway 101 Ooh. near Canyon Ooh. Beach, oh, Oregon. Oh, oh. Guys, oh, I've always wanted to go there. That's the beach with really? the big round Canyon rocks. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, I got some information from Chugnut.com. Chugnut? <laughs> Chug. Chugnut. Chugnut. Chugnut.com. <laughs> Tell me about the bandage man. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> you guys. Shit. A mummy? The, the sounds like it. Uh, the bandage man is hanging out on Highway 101. He's jumping in cars. He's jumping at cars. Whoop. He's trying to get you guys. Let me tell I you do not it. want any part of him. <laughs> it's just creepy. So chugnut.com says, <coughs> let me just um, I sound a little lost voice a little lost voice (coughs) small the bandage man is a phantom of a man completely wrapped in bandages that haunts the small community around highway 101 that is an absolute Hmm. escaped mummy (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly he's a bloody figure that smells of rotting flesh ew he jumps into vehicles <laughs> passing on an outside road of town notably notably pickup trucks or open topped cars so don't be driving <laughs> don't be driving you know your little uh, convertibles around there no i mean i know it's a top down area highway what? 101 what the That's- fuck <laughs> <laughs> he also he also loves sedans. <laughs> he does not discriminate. Station wagons <laughs> and even sports cars. So, <laughs> so he he'll take what he can get off this road, y'all. It's not, oh, can I just they say refer to him as a mummy dude? Oh yeah. Can I just say Dream Man right here? <laughs> she loves him. Nobody's She's safe. Love. 
well, from this, his charm. This mummy character <laughs> sometimes breaks windows or leaves behind mm. bits of bloody or smell felt smelling bandages. Oh, they get a little yeah. souvenir. <laughs> this is probably the least I've ever wanted to meet a character. Well, legend has it he's the ghost of a dead logger <gasps> cut. Well, I hope into he's dead. In a small, <gasps> in a sawmill accident. Oh my God. I know. This is that? his last resort. <laughs> he's pissed. And he wants you to come with him. He needs a ride. Yeah, that's it. He needs a ride to the hospital. So yeah. you just put these bandages on him. <laughs> this is not always going to get better. That did not work. The bandage man, I'm sad to say that sometimes some people sometimes say he eats dogs. What? Yeah. But he definitely <laughs> has murdered several people. <laughs> okay. What can he do? And he, right, he appears on this short approach road connecting U.S. Highway 101 to Canyon Beach between the town and where the highway and where Highway 26 intersects with 101. And then once he does his business, he just vanishes, y'all. He's just out there. He's just gone. Let me tell you what what Chug Nut found on Google. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, around Highway 101, uh, there was a short loop oh wait so he was on the short loop for about five minutes or so and um one night he saw some two kids were they were up to no good some teenage boys and girls classic yeah and they were they were parked on the lonely dark road the boy had an old chevy pickup Mm, he didn't like pickup trucks Mm. you know Mm. and the Mm -hmm. and his girl and they were sitting in the back all of a sudden, they felt the truck sort of lean, like something was moving <gasps> around in the bed of the truck. Ew. They turned to look out the <laughs> rear window, and there looking back was a bandaged face with only some weird-looking eyes showing through the eye holes in the bandages. The bandaged <laughs> figure started beating on the glass in the top of the cab. The kids started uh-uh. the engine, got it into gear, tore out of there. His girlfriend was screaming in terror as the man in the back continued his pounding. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It said that they went they went after what seemed like for they went down the Canyon Beach Road with for what seemed like an eternity going at high speed, dangerous speeds. <laughs> And the man was, like, hanging on. <laughs> Finally, he vanished. And the boy's family, um, he went to the boy's family's service station that he owned. And once they got there, they looked in the back. And, yeah, nothing, nothing was there. Like, there wasn't any wow. damage. He was calm. Wow. But he gave him a pounding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that he did. Someone so had to. I'm going to say stay off of Highway 101. Near Canyon Beach. I'm never going. <laughs> I'm mean, on my way right now. Into Ooh. all sorts of cars. He doesn't care. And he's going to come get you. He is. Woof. 
Beware of mummies. Perfect. All right, y'all. Oregon's got some stuff going on with the underground world because in Portland, there are these Shanghai tunnels. Oh, cool. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know this, but like tourists and whatnot, I'm sure a lot of people who live there know it, but lying beneath the ground downtown is a series of 150-year-old, gotta be older than that, tunnels that connect the basements of the city's oldest buildings to the Willamette River as well as Chinatown. So these tunnels were built by Chinese workers during the time when Chinatown was this huge center for trade in Portland. Mm-hmm. The tunnel's mm. original design was for transporting goods from cargo ships to the city by these tunnels because the ship's crew would be docked and then they'd avoid the hassle of city traffic by going underground. Makes sense. Totally. It makes yeah. total sense. Uh, great for business in Portland because it was <laughs> like a big time port city. Is that why it's called Portland, you think? Ooh, good cue, wow. The land of the port. Yeah. But as we know, with most things underground, there is some nefarious shit afoot. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) So this always happens, right? Like, people can never never use a tunnel for good. (laughs) If there's a tunnel, there's a crime. (laughs) People can never use a tunnel for good is what I'm trying to say. So these cargo ships would sail for months at a time, and then they'd come to Portland and unload, and the sailors would have a really short window of time before they had to pack up and set sail again, because you go in for months at a time, mm-hmm. sailing, sailing. So sailing. a lot of these sailors spent their time drinking in bars or fighting in the saloons, but some sailors took this as their opportunity to kind of abandon their life at sea because they were afraid of going back getting a disease on the old ship or debilitating injuries that were common. So this would leave sea captains with empty positions that they'd have to fill in order to leave on time. So a lot of times, as you'd guess, people were were reluctant to sign up for these long sea voyages because who's trying to do that? You're probably not making enough for what you're doing. Cramped quarters, bad food. True. Yep. So these crooked captains, they would hire men to what they called Shanghai replacement sailors for $50 a head. So this is where the tunnels get their name from. And this is what it means. So these quote unquote Shanghaiers would wait until their target (laughs) was drunk and then take him down to the basement of wherever they were at. They would knock him unconscious and drag him through the tunnels to the docks onto the ship and then they would set sail with these people. They're like, bitch, you got a job. Yeah, so obviously <laughs> the men had to stay on the ship. They would have to choose labor labor over starvation. And some of them actually managed to escape and tell people what happened to them. So once stories of these Shanghaiers circulated, people were a lot more cautious when they'd go to the bars. So... They started abducting women instead. For sex. Exactly. It wasn't to help on the ships. They had... They were like, bitch, you got another job. So they actually started building these trap doors in bars that were sprung on unsuspecting women, dropping them into the tunnels. (gasps) And once they fell in, it was impossible to get out. Exactly. So they had these big-time prostitution rings... 
inside the tunnels, they kept women in cages down there for long periods of time before they could sell Hello? them off. Yeah. Gross. So they would secure buyers for these women outside of Portland. And yeah, so they use them for that. And then there were also Chinese gangsters who were known to Shanghai people after doping them. And they would use them for work in the docks too. But a lot of these Chinese gangsters were also using the tunnels to sneak in immigrants. Okay. As well as illegal goods and drugs. Mm. Um, they had a bunch of bars and brothels and gambling lairs down in these tunnels. And then they would um, they would use the tunnels again to like do all this illegal shit because no one knew what was going on. The police couldn't see it. They couldn't keep an eye on it. So they got away with a lot of stuff. And during Prohibition, they used the tunnels to transport alcohol from ships to the river. Basically... Crazy shit was going on down in these tunnels. Point blank period. Who knew? Point blank period. So, today the tunnels are mostly a tourist attraction. One that I would gladly seek out, personally. I went to the underground in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. When did you get shanghai I did not. Oh. But maybe next time. Oh. So, maybe because next of this dark, seedy behavior that was taking place in the tunnels... It should be no surprise to any of us that they are super haunted. Definitely. One of the most haunted places in Portland, it's said. So travelers yeah. most often report feeling goosebumps, which like you think, yeah, okay. But they say it's the kind that you only feel when you think that someone is watching you. And specifically, <gasps> it feels like someone is watching you from like the dark corners of the tunnels. So cool. Ew. Cool. Icky. Mm-hmm. Many have also reported seeing an Asian man walking past them in the tunnels. People have named him Sam, and they say that he's responsible for turning lights off in the bars and in the basements. He also likes to move things around in the tunnels as people are walking through them, just to give him a good spook. Little trickster. Mm -hmm. There's a tour guide once who he had reported hearing a voice calling out the name Sam over and over again, so that's why they were like, this has got to be the guy, right? Like, that's his name. So that's where it came so, from. Huh. He was calling out his own name? Someone was calling out the name Sam, and they were thinking, like, maybe another spirit was reaching out to huh. this guy. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. It echoed through the tunnel, and it scared his guests, and he said it was one of the most terrifying experiences that he's had down there because he knew for a fact it wasn't coming, this voice wasn't coming from anybody on the tour. Other reports say they see quick movements of shadows. They'll feel ghostly fingers on their shoulders when no one is around. Ghost fingers? Ghost phalange. Oh my god. (laughs) But they say that these ghosts seem to be pretty good people, especially Sam, and they look forward to seeing him, him actually. But there are some tricksters down in the tunnel who will tug on your shirt pull your hair. Not cool. Mm-hmm. One guest reported feeling a tug on the back of her shirt and then she tripped. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> she wasn't injured, but she said she will. <laughs> and no, she was not injured, but she said she will never forget it. Um, salt, bitch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, a lot of people saying they're feeling watched or maybe unwelcome. 
Um, mm-hmm. Someone said they heard childlike whistling just before he got tossed to the ground. Like someone was maybe like crossing their arms, whistling, pretending, <sighs> pretending they were not doing anything, and then they gave him the trip. They gave him the old the trip. one too. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> so then he stands Bada up, he bing. turns around, see who you know knocked him over. He's flashlight out and about what nothing, <laughs> nada. <laughs> Nothing yeah. to see here. Yeah. Nada. So, yeah. That's the Shanghai Tunnels, baby. Baby. Wow, wow. Baby. Uh-huh. Baby. Spooky shit. Get, get yourself a tour because they do offer tours down there. And it sounds to me like a lot of the guides have pretty crazy stories from their days in the tunnels. Crazy times. Uh-huh. Crazy times in the tunnels. I want to hang out with Sam. Like, he sounds like he'd be a fun person to be friends with and party with like he means well but also he's gonna he's gonna play tricks on you right you know he's gonna keep you he's gonna keep you on your toes with his ghost fingers he's dead but still alive in the hearts Mm. Mm -hmm, exactly in my heart specifically yep so uh, let's head over near Florence Oregon to the Hasita Head Lighthouse shall we so, uh, okay. We'll do. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the Hasita Head Lighthouse is located on the Oregon coast. We're staying on the coast. And he's a big deal. He's he's a big boy. He's 56 feet tall, and his light shines up to 21 miles away, weather permitting. Uh, he's one of the most photographed because he looks friggin' perfect. He's like the picturesque lighthouse on a cliff. He's gorgeous. Okay? Gorge. Uh, he was placed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1978 for architectural and historical significance. Aww. So going back in time a little bit, the Native American tribes in that area who hunted before the settlers arrived thought the cliffs to be built by the animal people. I'm not sure if this is like anamorphs. I think it's similar. And they Hi. marked the location <laughs> uh, to be where the grizzly bear brothers fell to their deaths as punishment for no. eating people. Yeah. No. This is a story for, for another time. the grizzly brothers. I know. The grizzly bear brothers. I know. I know. They sound like a loyal pack, but, man. I mean, this is what happens when you eat humans, I guess, you know? Yeah, but they had Yeah. You're right. So, they were the lighthouse their, they were is named after... They were. They <laughs> were. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going oh about the Grizzly Brothers. And now they demand respect. Emily's obsessed. <laughs> Emily's, Emily's obsessed. Give us respect to get, get the oh, Get the fuck out. GTFO. Exactly. All right. So. It's my next tattoo. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was just going to say Emily's planning her Grizzly Bear Brothers tat right now. I was just going to say GBB. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it between GBB my eyes. or or GTFO. Both uh, GBB yes. and GTFO. GBB. One on or e- GTFO. One on each thigh. GBB, GTFO. Yep. 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 I love it. It's perfect. It's perfect. I don't even want to tell the rest of the story. I feel like it's it's done. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> yeah, pass. You know what I mean? Okay, so the lighthouse is named after a Portuguese explorer, Don Buenos Hasida, who set sail from Mexico. He must have been traveling uh, in 1775 <laughs> to explore the northwest coast. <laughs> so he identified the headland in his writings in his diary so i guess someone found that diary and they're like you know what we're just gonna name this hasita head so this lighthouse went through a pretty intense restoration in 2011 by the oregon parks and recreation department and we all know what happens when an old joint is restored some ghosts mm-hmm. am i right folks am i right yep so yep. this this restoration included reconditioning the original wood floors ooh la la restoring the original ooh. metalwork and repairing the lights rotation mechanism so that baby's just churning like there's snow tomorrow so while this lighthouse is closed to the public for quite some time uh, it's now open, and the lighthouse keeper's house is now a bed and brekkie. Let's go. Hi. When are we going? Tomorrow. Okay. When we go to Oregon. When we go to Oregon. Oh, yeah. So plot yeah. twist. Yeah. Plot <laughs> twist. The lighthouse bed and breakfast is supposedly haunted. According oh, to Road Trippers, roadtrippers.com, <laughs> there is a I've resident ghost. I've been Road Trippers. Yeah. Road Trippers. <laughs> They're great. Uh, There's a resident ghost hanging around. PBS, you know it's legit, says that the ghost is that of a woman, wife of an an assistant keeper. I guess there's the lighthouse keeper and then there's an assistant keeper. And sadly, their young child died while at the lighthouse. So like in the lighthouse, the the child died. Uh, A Ouija board... Revealed the name oh, Rue, no. R-U-E. Mm-hmm. But there's dispute whether that Rue was the name of the woman or the child's. There are also tales no. of a Who headstone in the vegetation, right? I don't know. That's just there's a tales stuff. or rumors of a headstone in uh, around the property that has never been found. So whether or not someone actually found it and you know covered it up. In respect, or it doesn't exist at all. We don't know. I feel like it probably exists somewhere, but it would be either a small or unmarked grave, possibly of this child. Uh, So the inns or the bed and breakfast caretakers, along with college students and construction workers, have claimed that strange, unexplained occurrences have taken place inside the bed and brookie. Though... They, the innkeepers have never quite encountered a ghost head on. Uh, so, did I say the innkeeper? What did I just say? <laughs> yes, you I did. think you said innkeeper. Okay. Same thing as in caretaker, am I right? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. We're just That's talking the synonyms That's here. It's totally the same, right? Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. So, the, in, the inn's caretaker, the Ben and Brecky's caretaker, uh, Mike Corgan says that his guests have had some friendly encounters with Rue. Eleanor DeWire expands upon the story in uh, some bibliography called Guardians of the Lights <laughs> uh, with reports that nearly <laughs> with reports that nearly all of the residents of the station 
since the 50s have reported paranormal activity. That's a big deal. What? One family, one family heard screams and several times found things moved or missing, which we know ghosts love to move things around. Shout out to Sam. That they do. Uh, an 1890s <laughs> silk stocking replaced a box of rat poison. That's a new one. <laughs> there I was trying to find the rat poison, and all <laughs> I saw like, was a silk stocking. <laughs> From 1890. <laughs> From 1890. <laughs> How do you know the year of the stocking? Where did she come from? A worker. Where did she go? Where did I she go? I thought she said the stocking was from 1890. I know. And it's from some yeah. lady in the 1890s. Oh. <laughs> he's thinking to himself, where did she come from? And where did she go? Where did she go? Uh, and when will my life Unrelated to Cotton Eye. It's true. Uh, a worker in the 70s cleaning attic windows noticed a reflection on the glass, which turned mm. to a face of a dark... Entity with silver hair. No. Ooh. And the entity was wearing a long, dark dress. Ooh. Okay. okay. He ran, he ran out of lady. the attic. Yeah. Am I right? He ran out of the attic because he was freaking out. And he would only come back to work if he didn't have to work on the attic again. Uh, working outside, he broke an attic window and he didn't go in to clean up the glass. He's like, hell no. That night, the couple living there heard sounds in the attic, and the next day discovered the glass neatly swept into a pile. That's nice. S- Isn't it? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, maybe the ghost felt bad for spooking that guy, and then when the guy broke the window, the ghost was like, well, the least I can do is tidy this up and put it into a pile. So, Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, like Sour Patch you Kids. Know, Sour than sweet. Yeah. Then gone. Yeah. Exactly. So I think the only way to know if this is truly haunted is for us to go do some type of investigation with our box of tricks and tools. See you soon, Oregon. We got one more, Oregon. See you soon. Ooh, we got one more. It's short and it's definitely sweet. Aww. Yo, it's (laughs) the Candy Cane Park. Hell yeah. And it's in La Grande or La Grande. Probably LeGrand. Okay, that's how they pronounce it in Oregon? Yeah. Got it. So, this place is haunted by a woman. <gasps> they call her a barmaid. <laughs> Why don't we call her bartender? Yeah. Because girl died in the 80s. So, what? Like, that's like mm, a super outdated term. Yeah, you fooling her. Like, don't disrespect. But this woman mm-hmm. died a really sad death. So first, let me tell you about Cane Cane Park a little bit. It's a beautiful park. Okay. Beautiful. Located on the corner of 12th and J Avenue. The and, best two abs. And Grand. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it, is, uh, it has some park amenities like a small playground, a picnic tables, nice. benches. Okay, classic park stuff. Half basketball court. Yeah. Okay. It's a great park. Hmm. You know? Okay. But it used hmm. to have... A uh, carousel. Oh, candy cane mm. carousel. Uh, probably that's probably what they called it. Wow. So back in the 80s, this little carousel was there, right? Cute. So this barmaid gets off work, apparently. She's just like going with her ex to the park to have a little chit chat. You should Patty never back. go to the park with your ex. Word right? to the wise. Right? Like True. meet somewhere public. Yes. Not at night after work at a park. Or just don't meet your ex. 
or that because it's like it's gonna go bad anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. But anyway, so we can't uh, we can't change it, and she followed her heart, and that we have to respect. I do respect that. Yep, true. Go with what you go with who, who you are and yep. what you feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this girl, you guys, the next day. They found her head <gasps> almost severed oh. by a hatchet. Oh, my God. Yeah, Stop. she was still Stop alive. It. No. Died later of her wounds. No. Yes, dude. This is a true she, tale? This is a true tale. It was a famous murder in Grande. let me tell Whoa. you. And they, they indicted somebody, but then on some, like, technicality, it was, like, overturned or whatever. Was it the boyfriend? I think so. The ex. Yeah. The ex, yeah. So, this girl still hangs out there, y'all. Well, how could she not? She used to ride the carousel. But in 2003, they tore that shit down. Damn. So, now she's just wandering around. And this little boy in his black lab saw saw her one time. And this is what he says. I was walking with my black lab in the park around 7 a.m. As we headed back up towards my house, I thought I heard someone laugh or giggle. As we neared the swing set... One swing was gently swinging a couple of feet each way. There was no wind and none of the other swings were moving. Suddenly, the dog started barking furiously at the swing area with his uh, with his hackles up and all stiff-legged. The swing stopped moving and the dog stopped barking. We walked through the swing area, but there was nothing more. Hmm. That was her, June. That was absolutely hmm. her. I know. Another time, um, somebody says that they were, my dad was driving me and my two brothers, and I was sitting in the back. It was late at night, and we went up the road by Candy Cane Park. I was annoyed, so I looked out my window pouting, and I saw a girl. She was sitting on a bench, and she turned around, but before we made eye contact, she faded away. There she is again, dude. Yep. So, go to Candy Cane Park. Try to t- try to be like, what up, girl? And maybe she'll Where you at? say hi. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Show her some love. Sounds uh-huh. like a fun park, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's got a nice Half a name. basketball park. <laughs> That's all you need. That's it. Half a court. Half a trailer, court. Half a game. Tight. That's enough for me. <laughs> Small playground. In. Whew. Wow. Oregon. It pops it's off. It's in town, y'all. It's I can, us. I can it's see us, us taking a, a little trip to Oregon. Same. I can see it in our future. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say, but who knows? Maybe. I hope so. Ooh. Yeah. We have a lot of plans, but we'll get them done. We'll get them done. And until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. 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 Huh.